Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, welcome to episode 126B of Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan Jr., and today we're going to get right into it. My next guests are members of Professional Hockey's Rapid City Rush of South Dakota who have been in existence since 2008-2009. They are currently affiliated with the Calgary Flames of the NHL and play their home games at the Monument in front of an energetic fan base who have supported them since day one and saw them lift the Ray Myron President's Trophy as CHL champs in 2010. Nowadays, they are members of the ECHL, and we'll get a visit from yours truly on November 10th weekend. They are a terrific team, super sports, passionate people, marvelous men. Many painters use a brush, and these fine guests now work for the rush. My mother has a golden brooch, and one of these guys works as the coach. Yes, one of these folks could really skate, and I should know he was my roommate. We started planning for a visit in June, and lo and behold, I'll see them soon. If you're on a diet, lay off the fries. A couple of these dudes are really good guys. Folks, my favorite cover song is Johnny Cash's Hurt. And please welcome to the show, Jarrett Reed and Scotty Burt. How the hell are you guys doing? (laughs) Incredible. What an intro. Love it. Love it. Nothing changes. Now, Bertie, first of all, I know a lot about you. And folks, go back into the 
annals of the history of this podcast, and you can find my Scott Bird episode. When we do that, Scotty, about a year and a half ago? Yeah, yeah, it was still when I was in Boise, I think, yeah. I, I should I should have uh, my research done, but you know what? If you're tuning into this program, you can uh, go back and look over. I think it was episode 55, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, Scotty, good to talk to you again. Jared, what brings you to Rapid City? I know that I want to get a little bit of a background. It says that you were a referee and you also I was. Okay, so let's hear that first. Is that your passion growing up in what, Detroit, Michigan, somewhere Michigan? Yep. Born and raised in Detroit. Uh, I was a terrible hockey player, could barely make my high school team, but uh, I, I loved the sport, loved the game. So I wanted to be, became a referee, kept me involved and spent 10 years in minor pro hockey, refing college hockey as well, and then moved over to the team side and up in the front office. That's amazing. So I haven't had many referees on, nor do I know a lot that, that say started as hockey players. And by the way, if you barely making your high school team is one thing, but you played then you skates weren't foreign to you. You were a hockey player right. and you decided to ref. So what is that transition? And like, do, do you just go to school locally for it? Like how many levels are there? How do you go about that? Yeah, you started off just skating, you know, mites and squirts on the weekends and just working your way up. And there's development camps and USA Hockey has a great program like get you into junior hockey, get your you know feet in the door, skating a little minor pro stuff. And then, you know, there's there's, you know, in the summer, there's regional and national development camps at the NHL and, you know, all the all the leagues will come and look at you and hopefully get hired. Now, I made these notes over a weed gummy about four nights ago, a pretty potent one. Am I reading this correctly? You worked for the Kansas City T-Bones? Yes. The T-Bones, a minor yes. league baseball team. So you went, of course, like every referee, you went to work for the Kansas City T-Bones. Please tell <laughs> me how that came to be and uh, I guess your, your progress, uh, your route to Rapid City. Yeah, so it worked out so... I was skating. I was refing full time. I'm not six foot five. I'm not Canadian. I'm not a former player, so I didn't get hired by the NHL. Right? That's the uh, <laughs> you know, so I uh, wanted to stay in sports. Wanted to work in sports. Took a job out in Kansas City. Uh, loved baseball and and got my my foot in the door there. Was still skating part time a little bit. Kansas City had a minor league team, right? And and back then in those days, I mean, you guys know, right? It was all centralized. You had the United League. You had the the West Coast League. You had the Central League. All this shit. So was still skating in Kansas. Kansas City a little bit um, and got to the point where I got to know those guys really well and ended up working for Kansas City. Um, they were in the Central League, moved to the ECHL, and then uh, I was there four or five years working for them. And it kind of got to a point, got tired of it a little bit, and um, nobody was moving up. We were all stuck together. I went back to Michigan for a year working in NASCAR, uh, but my my current boss, one of my best friends, who is um, you know, Birdie's boss too, um, you know, left Kansas City and took a job up in Rapid City. He called me 10 months after I left, said, hey, we're going. Uh, we got a team up here to fix. There was a lot of issues. We had a, um, our finance person was stealing, she stole $1.2 million. So there's a lot of shit we had to Ooh, clean up. Yeah, um, that's a lot so of meat on that. That point. was four years kidding? ago, almost four years ago now. Ah, uh, more than the piggy bank in the uh, dressing room. So listen, that's, Extremely interesting. I almost got to get you back for for your own hour and a half special. I mean, there's a thousand questions. There's layers to everything you just said, yeah. but we're going to move on. Scotty Burt, one of my best buddies from hockey. Tell us how you ended up. Now, please don't start at fucking under 17 camp with me back in 1990. What was that? 93. <laughs> you know what I mean? You asked my dad one question. It goes right back. Look, I love you. I love your story, but you were in Spokane <laughs> before this and then Boise and then here or the other way around. 
No, I was in Spokane for six years. Uh, contract was not renewed. A uh, new coach came in and then uh, almost out of work for, I don't know, a handful of seconds. Uh, went back, wanted to get myself back in the pro game. So I started out in Alaska as an assistant, went to uh, Spokane, uh, worked with Don Knockward, Dan Lambert, and then went to uh, Idaho. Back to Idaho as an assistant coach. Again, get my uh, foot back in the pro game. And then uh, we had a good team. And then uh, all of a sudden, COVID hit. So we canceled the season, and it was the next year. We were idle. We were one of the teams in the ECHL that took the year off. So as a coach in Idaho, they kept us on. They kept us on the payroll. But they wanted us to work 40 hours. And you know it, Terry. That rink is connected to a hotel. Mm. All right? So imagine there's no, there's no hockey going on, right, for at least half that year. So what we did was is we drove the shuttle for the hotel because our owners of the Idaho Steelheads also own that hotel, right? Wow. So we drove the shuttle Bank back Bank of America forth. Center, is it still called that? It's called the CIIU uh, or ICTU. Okay, it used to be when Center, we were there. And by the way, just for yes, people listening, CMA. Scotty and I were teammates in Red Deer and on the under-17 team, I think I mentioned last podcast. Yeah. But uh, we were we were teammates in Boise, Idaho as well. That was a 102, I believe, Scotty. One of the yeah. best places yeah. I've ever played. We can get into that after. Anyway, sorry to cut you off. Oh, yeah. Keep going. Yeah, so, so uh, um, you know, we did a lot of extraordinary stuff. Like we helped out with the maids cleaning rooms. We helped painting, uh, painted up walls. We helped uh, shampoo carpets. We did everything. We put up boards. We made ice. We we cleaned around the arena. Uh, it was absolutely, it was absolutely crazy. So all of a sudden, they, they uh, we built the ice, and we couldn't get back into it as a professional team going on because we were idle. I helped work and I helped work with a uh, a Bantam team. So as an assistant coach of the Bantam hockey team, uh, helped out the coaching staff with the junior steelhead, and then uh, all of a sudden, I got a phone call from another ECHL team that was looking to make a change. Um, and decided to keep their coach. This is halfway through the season. Got permission to talk to them, and they decided to keep their coach. And well, you could read through the lines that they did, that coach is no longer with that team. Uh, in the meantime, Kansas, or Rapid City was going through some uh, some stuff on their own, and got a phone call at the end of that uh, their season, and asked what my plans were, and and asked to interview. And uh, within a few days, we banged out a contract and talked to Idaho. They were fully willing to allow me to go. And uh, ended up in Rapid City. Yeah. Unbelievable, guys. I'm really excited to go there. So you and Jared then have known each other for, what, a two years? You've been there now two years, right, Scotty? Mm, yeah, this is going my second year, yeah. Or your second your second hockey yeah. season. Okay. Yeah. So, guys, you're, had, had either one of you been to Rapid City before this, before you lived there, basically? No. And no, what no. am I in for? I read about it. I'm really, I'm not expecting you to know the history of the place you just moved there. But I hear it's a pretty energetic fan base. I wasn't lying about that. But the town itself, the city, like eighty to one hundred thousand people. I heard it's pretty historic, uh, quiet. Like, what what am I looking forward to when I come to Rapid City? Go ahead, Jarrett. There's a lot. There's a lot to do for anything and everything, right? There's great downtown. Like it is, you know, eighty thousand, ninety thousand people, right? And it's got something for everybody. And we are the only show in town too. So on a Friday and Saturday night when we're playing, our barn's packed, right? You're gonna see it when you come out here in a few weeks. It's gonna be rocking, um, you know. It's a it's a it's a blue collar town. Um, you know they like their fights. They like their um, you know hard hitting, fast paced action, right? And that's what gets the crowd jacked up. And Scotty, you must have chosen there for a reason. I know that you're raising a daughter. Um, 
what else? I mean, you know, you have a lot of options, Scotty. You played and, and coached all over the place. I'm sure that you're being humble. You could have landed in a few more places. Why coach, first of all, and why Rapid City? Well, when I went up to Alaska, uh, I became a player assistant coach with Keith McCambridge. So he brought uh, me up there with with the good intent, Western League uh, boy defenseman yes, yeah. was hurt on the backs of your calves. I remember that guy in your ribs. Ab- absolutely. So uh, with the intention of getting into coaching, uh, and then obviously when I went to uh, Spokane, I worked with Don Ockbar. So one of my first coaches, yeah. right? When you had Bobby Lowes there, Don Ockbar, and Ockbar yeah. back in the yeah. days, right? Yeah. So. So for me, it was my first opportunity to be a head coach. Uh, I've learned already through Don and through Dan Lambert, and I was ready. Uh, I didn't want to take a head coaching gig if I wasn't ready, because we all know in the game of hockey, if you fail on your first try, you might not get back to that, right? So uh, for me, it was being prepared, almost being overprepared, ready for my first gig, and it's uh, it's worked out good. But I'm going to go back a little bit to the city on its own there, TR, because I know the history of it and what you like. You love the history of every place you go to. I do. I'm you look. And it's, I mean, obviously with, with Mount Rushmore, I know you're going to go there. I know Jared's going to take you there. I can't wait. And I know the town of Deadwood. Oh, boy. If you do your history of Deadwood, I'm going to get Jared to run you up to Deadwood if there is time because it's an old Western town and I know you would love it. And I know senior would be all over it. So uh, with that being said, I know this won't be your last time out this way because I know you're going to want to uh, explore because that's what you do. When I said guys, when I said I'm going to Rapid city, I don't think the word city was out of my mouth because he, he, I told him say months ago, I said, I might be going down with Scotty Burt. Um, and anyway, he smiled, he laughed, and we told some stories. So I didn't think he even really paid attention. That was three months ago before we went to Buffalo there for the Chicklets Cup in June. So four months ago. So anyway, the other day I go down, I go, anyway, I said, so when I go to Rapid City, and he goes, Deadwood! He just looked over and he goes, you're going to got to go to Deadwood. And I got to. Guys, of course I'm going to go there. If I have, I, yeah. I will, I, I would rather miss my flight and have to get a new one than not see Deadwood. So that's interesting. It's a very historical place. I looked at Black Hills of South Dakota, man. So Mount Rushmore, I'm guessing, so the park then is how, how far outside of Rapid City? From our rink, uh, 30 minutes, 25 minutes. Interesting. So there it must is. be a lot. I mean, South Dakota then, Rapid City itself sounds a lot like St. John's in a way. I mean, St. John's is a little bigger, probably twice the, twice the size. But you're a little bit off on your own. There's no other pro game in town for us either. I mean, literally for you know, hundreds of miles. So, and we're on an Island, I guess that's a little bit different, but you know what I'm saying? And a lot of tourists come through because it's St. John's and there's so much to see in the area. You know, sports almost got nothing to do with it for most tourists that come here. So that must be the case there as well. Or am I wrong? No, you're hundred percent right. It's all tourist driven. So like the other big thing out here, yes, we have Deadwood too, but uh, Sturgis and the Sturgis motorcycle rally that comes through here, you know, every summer as well. Um, so yeah, the summer is like, it, it blows up. We'll get a million plus people through the town. Right. And that's what the, the town itself and all the surrounding areas lives off of. Right. It's all the tourist dollars. Uh, yeah. I figured interesting. So what, and I know I, I forget, I know you guys sent me a list, but I haven't looked, I'm going to relook at it. What exactly am I doing down there? Let me, give me an idea what my weekend's going to look like. 
we're going to put you through the ringer, right? Yeah. Like we want the, the, the TR, we want the stories that Bernie's told me about, right? Like Tough. we're going to do our own, <laughs> our own version of a live show, right? We're going to put you up on stage with fans, do some Q and A's, right? Um, we got some great players on our team who, you know, obviously know you and what you've done and, um, you know, especially with Shorzy taking off and, you know, just put on a show for the fans. Sounds good. And I'm there for, I think I come in Friday and I leave Sunday, I believe. I, I, I could be wrong. You, I don't expect you to know that. But I'm there Thursday for a few. Night, What's that? Night, Thursday night we get you in. Okay, good. Thursday night. Yeah. 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 When I cut, look, I'm like, I like to go to these things. I was explaining to the, my audience last uh, last podcast. And I'm not kidding. Like for me, when you live on an island, travel becomes so much more appreciated. Um, if I want to go to, you know, I go to see the Growlers. Speaking of, speaking of, the Growlers are in the ECHL, of course. And I go to those games. But if I want to go to any other pro anything or, or concert or whatever, you know, outside of Newfoundland, we got to fly to get there. So if I want to take my daughter to see the Toronto Maple Leafs and a flight out of here ain't cheap, it's at least $2,000 before I even think about getting the flight, so, the tickets. So it's often, I'm not going to say a hassle. I love living here or I wouldn't. And we got everything we we could possibly want. We got a great city to do it in. And it is a flight, you know, Halifax is an hour, Toronto's two and a half. But you do get that appreciation. So because Rapid City is the kind of place, it seems so interesting to me. But, you know, every time we have an opportunity to have a trip or somewhere from here, you know, people tend to go to Florida or California or Europe or, you know, there's so many things I want to knock off the list. Not that South Dakota wouldn't be one of them. But this is, I love doing these sorts of things and meeting people in and around so that was a question I had to go back to what you said, Jared, earlier. I wasn't sure about the attendance. So people there really do support it. So they've been there since 08, 09. Yep. This being, so this would be, I guess, they're, they're a decade and a half in. They've had moderate success being in that in their early years. I'm not sure how they did in between. But right now, so you must have a knowledgeable fan base down there if they still pack it and it's not big. So how is the minor hockey in South Dakota? You know, there's probably, you know, in Rapid City itself, there's about, uh, say, three, 400 kids playing. And then okay. the other big city on the east side of the state is Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls has a USHL team. Um, their minor hockey is is a little bit bigger. There's just more people over there. But, okay. you know, where like, you know, where you guys grew up or where I grew up, right? Like, you know, there was there was rinks on every corner and like there was a lot of stuff going on, right? Like, yeah. you know, the kids in Rapid City, if they want to play on the weekends, they're driving an hour and a half, two hours, right? Totally. To go play games. It's it's just it's way different, way different, but it's oh, but growing. It's growing, like you know, because certain places, like I, I often explain to you know new age fans, say, say about Phoenix, Austin Matthews is from Phoenix, but if, if Winnipeg didn't go there to play hockey, I'm not sure how. And there's all kinds now. They got a great program. A lot of players stayed. I mean, go figure, Phoenix. Um, but you know, and and it started to grow. So I'm guessing there wasn't much hockey in Rapid City before the rush got there. So if you're there telling was, me there's 400 kids in minor hockey, then it is coming a long way. Yes. Jarrett, what's your role on the team? So vice president. Um, and then I also work with the the our parent company as well. So the company I actually work for, we own the Rapid City Rush, uh, but we also own another ECHL team, the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. Ah. Uh, we own two NASCAR Cup Series teams, the number seven and the number 77 car. Uh, we got a NASCAR Truck Series team. Um, and then we also have another company called Track Enterprises, which is, you know, for lack of a better term, a traveling circus. We go all over the Midwest putting on races at different racetracks, which is why I'm in Nashville right now. we got a big race coming up. So our, our ownership group is incredible. 
Um, you know, and, and my role is in, in ticketing and, and revenue generating and sponsorships and babysitting Birdie when he needs it. And Scotty, speaking of Birdie, so now your head coach, who's your assistant coach or coaches? Uh, I have one coach, Jeremy Gates. Yeah. Jeremy Gates. And did you and Jeremy know each other before this? No, I did oh. not know him. I uh, When I took the job, I, I interviewed. Uh, he was he was here before. I think he's coached going on his fourth year as an assistant coach here. So, um, you know, I interviewed some guys, and, and uh, he stood out and knew exactly what uh, uh, he was doing and, and whatnot. So he was uh, uh, my first hire last year. Don't fix what ain't broke. What ain't broken. Now, as far as head coach, give us a little bit of an idea. I don't often ask people who like to coach exactly what goes into a normal day. So you wake up in Rapid City <laughs> in the morning. I guess you see your daughter off to school, and then what happens? Let's say non-game day. No, I don't. I don't see my daughter off to school. Non-game day. If it's Monday, Wednesday, oh, or I thought Friday, you read what she yeah, doesn't go to school. No, Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, I got boot camp that starts at uh, 5.15. Ooh, you mean boot camp yeah. for yourself? Yeah, my wife and I do boot camp at 5.15. So I walk the dog at 4.10 uh, is when I get up, and then uh, we go off to, to work out. And we do our thing. She goes home, gets Sophie ready. She's off to school. I come right to the rink from there. And then typically I'm usually – I try and get out of here around 3 or 4 in the afternoon and right back at her. So – a typical day for me is making sure that video is ready for my players, have my meeting set, my practice is ready, go through that. And then uh, as a head coach in this league, uh, you have to worry about the salary cap to make sure you're good there. Uh, you have to make uh, make sure your affiliated players are, are everyone set there. Uh, you have to talk to your affiliation uh, and you got a game plan and, and watch and, and pre-scout uh, teams that are coming in. So, uh, there is no sleep. There is no time. Try and do that over the summer, uh, which it's hard to do. But uh, really, you you never turn your brain off. It's it's tough, but you find uh, you find time when you can. There's a lot of games I watch on my phone uh, when we're having dinner together. So my wife kind of shakes her head, but that's just the life we live. That's great. You know, you I say it's great because you love being at the rink. I could see how this job is perfect for you. Uh, <laughs> you always were like that, though. You know, you were the kind of guy you weren't in a rush to get out. You know, you'd tape your stick a second time. Maybe, you know, we'd sit around whenever we had a hot tub or whatever. We'd take advantage of that. I do recall that. So you still really enjoy the game. Does your daughter play? She does not. She uh she did when she was in Boise. When we came here, a lot of her stuff was in storage. So we didn't really get into it. We got in a little bit late when she decided what she wanted to do. Got into basketball. is into yeah. volleyball right now. Wants to get into track. So she's still trying to find her way. Uh, but she does tend to come down here to the rink when uh, when I pick her up after school. If I get time to take her back home. Um, or else I bring her down here and she skates and I continue to do my stuff here. And then uh, we head back and... You know, I got a good supportive family where when I get home from the ranked TR, you're going to love this. There is always a game on the TV. So they, they know it. They know exactly what it's all about. I will you, say, Sophie was the star player in the ladies and laces game last year. He, yes. And you were the star uh, referee. referee that had a little too I many. Came out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> I might have yelled at you a couple of times. So you haven't you haven't hung up the whistle quite yet, JR. No, no. So what it is, is we put on a charity game every year and it's the, the wives and girlfriends and significant others of the, the players versus the wives and moms and daughters of the local youth hockey team. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and we sell tickets and spot. I mean, we raise probably $15,000 every year for the local youth hockey team uh, by doing this. And it's the, uh, it gets the, the wives and girlfriends and the wags involved and the moms on the other side. Sophie played last year, had a hat trick, uh, five, six penalties too. I had to call on her. So yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It sounds like you guys have a lot of fun, small uh, town kind of vibe, just like St. John's is. Jarrett, what is, goes into your typical day if you're home in Rapid City? Yeah, if I'm in Rapid, just making sure, you know, planning for the big games, right? Same same way reached out to you a while ago and, and got you scheduled to come on down and make sure we got sold out crowds every weekend, right? You know, it's, it's a little bit different for, for Rapid City because we're on an island. So when teams come in and play us, they're here for three days, four days, and they're playing, we play Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, or you know, it's yeah. lucky this year we play Friday, Saturday. So it's a lot of a lot of games um, that just we got to get prepared for and sell tickets and and put butts in seats and put a good product in uh, in the stands for uh, you know the team to entertain them. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's again parallels the universe that we live here in St. John's when it comes to pro hockey. Teams come in and they're in. You know what I mean? So they often end up making uh, a weekend of it as a vacationer would. Uh, and then, so Greenville, so you must have to juggle your time, at least hockey yeah. time and everything else. So you're a very, very busy guy. How do you manage all that time, my man? And you're in Nashville. You look great. You look great. But according to Bertie, you went out for some beers last night. I might've had a couple. I mean, you had to experience Nashville, right? So, um, no, it's just about managing time. And, you know, we got great staffs and great people in both markets and both teams and, a. A, a great company top top to bottom right and it's just you know lending support and helping them out wherever wherever they need to and make sure we're just doing our jobs and um selling as much shit as we can so i'm gonna do a live q a sort of thing and what about the night of the game is that the night of the game or, or... yes okay yep. yeah and then so the next day what do we have planned do we so know the, so we got you in on friday right yeah you're more than welcome to come to the game hang out you know, do whatever. Don't have anything planned for you that day. Um, and then Saturday is when it when it all goes down, right? We get, no. Besides, read the starting lineup. Got to read the starting lineup, right? Hey, that's all good. And um, no, I'm looking forward to all of this. So yeah. what I just heard is that I got some time then on Friday. So that's probably when yes. I'll visit. I will go to. We'll run to Deadwood on Friday. For Let's sure. do that on Friday because I'm, yep. I'm thinking the rest of the weekend I'm going to be pleasantly buzzed. I'm going to be comfortably numb. You know what I mean? I'm thinking yeah. we're going to be sipping on beers that night. Am I wrong? And Saturday, yeah, outside of the kids' stuff, if there is anything, yeah. you know, we're yeah. probably going to have a few pops, and I'd like to have, enjoy my time. And you know what? Where there's a Western town, there's old Western saloons. And I know saloon there is. Saloon number 10 is the best spot in Deadwood. Where? Saloon number 10 is what it's called. That's a, a free ad read there for them, even though they don't sponsor the team. Saloon number 10, it's where, uh, have you ever heard of Dead Man's Hands? Aces and eights. Of course, aces and eights. That's why I never okay. sit with my back to the door, my friend. That's why I go. don't. I'm uncomfortable doing that uh, because of what was it? Uh, Wild Bill Hickok or was it yep. Wild Bill? Yeah. Yep. Aces so over is, eights. Of course I absolutely. fucking know. You're not telling me that's the well, – I'm not going to that bar, am I? Yes. You yes. are shitting me. There's chairs there with the blood on it. Listen, my dad – so, you know, when I used to go to bed or whatever, like as a kid, and you know – parents would read you like lullabies or whatever. I mean, the typical shit, you know, try to get to sleep. I don't know, count sheep, whatever it might be. Here's a fan noise or lullaby, whatever. But my dad would like read or tell me these old Western stories and I'd be like kind of confused and I'd be like, Jesus, this is fucking scary. And he's like, and that's when Billy the Kid shot Pat Garrett or Pat Garrett shot Billy the Kid. I'm like, what happened after that? 
Billy the Kid, like, did he come back on his bicycle? <laughs> no, he died in cold blood. And that's why Wild Bill Hickok had aces over eights. So I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't know what poker was. Never sit with your back to the door. You never know who's going to come in and murder you. And those were my bedtime stories when I was a kid. So, of course, I know that story. I'm really looking forward to going there. How often then, Jared, do you get back to your home of Michigan? Oh, your, probably, your, your childhood home of Michigan. Yes. I don't know. Three, four times a year. I'll go back in the summer, get on the lake, you know, cruise around on the pontoon, drink some beers, enjoy it. and um, But not so much in the winter. And Scotty, what about you? I mean, I know that you originally come from Chetwin. Am I wrong? Yep. Chetwin. Yeah, born you, all have you ever gone on a fucking series of traveling excursions since those days? You've been everywhere. Do you do you have anybody in BC yeah. anymore? Do you go back yeah. at all? A couple of years ago, when I was in Spokane, we uh, did the three day trek up uh, up the Alaskan Highway up to Alaska. Had a motorhome, went up there. Uh, last summer, I we drove from here to Grand Forks, where my parents now reside, right by Trail. We spent a week there, and then we went to uh, Boise for a couple of days, and flew up to Alaska for seven, and drove back to Rapid City. So I tried to, uh, but that was my first time back to British Columbia about five years. So mm, typically, I'm right around where where we're at. And how do you keep yourself in shape? I'm talking to you, Bertie. How do you keep yourself in shape? Uh, not that I mean, Jared, you might be in fantastic shape. I, I have no fucking idea. But I know that, Scotty, it's been you're, you're roughly exactly my age and still looking pretty good. You lose you lost that tooth. I mean, I can identify with that. But my face, like I said, it's getting weathered, right? I don't know if it's the boozing. I don't know if it's the fucking fighting. The long nights, I'm not really sure, but my face is starting to get weathered a bit. I can deal with it. I'm happy with myself. But, Scotty, you look 10 years younger. You look like a spry 35-year-old. I bet you still got wheels. You're one of the fastest players I've ever played with. I bet you still got wheels. How do you do it? Do you work out every day? I do. I I tend to get on a bike ride every day. I do something. uh, Obviously, just talked about uh, boot camp. And I took about, I took a year off, you know, uh, a lot of stress and stuff was going through with with this gig and moving out here. But just recently got back into it, uh, tend to do what I need to do with, uh, with our guys. And and if I, uh, if I fuck up or do something stupid, it's push ups or skate with the guys, I get my staff. My assistant, when we do a, uh, a hard conditioning skate, we do it with our guys. So we try and keep in uh, in shape that way. And, and uh, you know, I look at it this way, uh, TR. If if I look sloppy, the players will notice that. And they'll just be like, well, why is he telling us to do this? And why are we doing that? Now they look at my background and they say, you know what? He's played. He's won. This is what he does. He does now. He continues to do that. This is why he puts the extra work into it. And guys are like, you build that respect, right? So uh, that's why I continue to do that. You do. And you know what? You know why you were a great roommate and teammate? And honestly, I wasn't going to pump your tires so heavy, but I might as well here. You were a great roommate and teammate because you could tread the line perfectly. You'd come out with the guys, of course, but you would never break curfew. You were the guy to, you know, you were the guy in the room that, you know, guys, maybe we get some, like, if you were with me, I know I'd ride the bike extra after practice. But if Chris Graff was with me, God love Chris Graff, I was going to the bar. You know what I mean? Like, it's just you, and no, nothing against him. He was a great fucking teammate, too. Graffer had to fight guys, big motherfuckers that we didn't have to contend with. One of the only guys that beat Jadeno Chara. Look it up uh-huh. on YouTube, listeners. Yeah. But, um, so I maybe shouldn't have singled him out, but you know what I mean? You were always like, you'd hang with the devil, 
But you were always at the end of the day, that angel on the shoulder coming. You know, we should probably get some extra work in. We should probably do this. And you know what? Yeah. you know, let, Let's. How about this? We go out for a nice meal. We have a few beers. Then we get back because we got a game tomorrow. And then if you went to the rink with you at the game, we'd ride the bike extra afterwards. You're the kind of guy that would study stats, maybe watch some video. And I'd go, well, you know what? Maybe I should do that, too. You know, you were you were great. Your 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 attributes, positive attributes off the ice, I found addictive and definitely kept me in the right direction. Jared. I think, you know what? I think that TR, I, I truly believe, I think that kind of kept me into the game. If I didn't do that, I didn't have the, I didn't have the skill like you guys. I was a grinder and I just did what I needed to do. You were fast. To stay, you're, you're an extremely to stay, good role and player. To be fast. Right, right. But I needed to do just a little bit of the extra and trust me on, on this. I'm sure we like to have our fun together. We certainly did. And Jared, you, you as a yeah, growing up, you wanted to be a hockey player, then ref. Who would have been your childhood hero? Would it have been a sports figure? Would it have been a marketing genius? Where, where, where you ended up, I have no idea what you're going to say. Bob Probert, Chris Chelios, and Ray Scampanello. Those were the three. Fucking fantastic answer. Okay, <laughs> guys, that's part one. Do you guys mind coming back? We're going to go to a commercial break here and then come back for part two. Sounds good. Okay. Back in a jiffy, folks, with Scott Burt and Jared Reed. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Do you think that Shesterkin's the favorite to win the Vesna? I don't know. I like the plus 500 on Andre Vasilevsky. There's also a Battle of Alberta coming up next weekend. How many points does Connor McDavid end up with? Who gets the win? What's the final score? These are all things you can bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, we're back. Here we go. Rapid Fire Randoms with Jarrett Reed and Scotty Burt. Jarrett. Yep. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Ability to fly. Good answer. Scotty, one goal that stands out in your career. Uh, one goal made it one nothing. Game five. Game four. My first Kelly Cup against Florida. Double OT. Make it one nothing. Spoken like a true teammate and coach, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, ah, oh, scored this to break the record or to do this to get the most. It was like scoring en route to winning a championship. Good fucking answer, my friend. <laughs> um, Jared, you get home or you get home to Michigan and you see that uh, someone's robbed your cottage back there, robbed it blind. You're pissed off. You go to take care of business at the saloon. And you kick the shit out of them, they, they die on the curb, and you get the death penalty because I don't think they have the death penalty in Michigan. Okay, this takes place in Texas. Now you get the death penalty. You're on death row. Of course, 
You're sorry for what you did, but it doesn't matter. You're getting put to death tomorrow because you are a murderer. What do you have? Death row meal. What do you have to eat? Of course, I could have just hey, said, "What? What do you? What's what's one meal that you? Uh, yeah, you. You look like a murderer. Thanks. Uh, I mean, easy steak and potatoes. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, Jared. Do you wear a tie to games? I do. Scotty, do you wear a tie to games? Yeah, absolutely. So you're there. You're you're you're. Fuck, you guys are old school. Okay. You're both, both of you guys are on a hike from Providence, Rhode Island to Seattle, Washington. You're hiking, you're thumbing it, you're experiencing a trip across the heartlands of the United States of America. What an awesome time it would be. But you have to take a third to each of you separately. Scotty, you first. You got to pick one of these people. So it's you, Scotty, Jarrett, and either Aaron Judge, LeBron James. Patrick Mahomes or Brian Adams? Oh, 100% Brian Adams, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spoken like a true 100%, rock. 100% Brian Adams. Okay. What about you, Jarrett? Patty Mahomes. No doubt about it. Uh, you're a Kansas City guy, too. I didn't, I didn't know that before. I guess I did, but I didn't link that, so it's probably obvious. And, of course, a great fucking answer. And I think that could be my yeah, first yeah, question gonna... I've asked that I'd want I'd want either one of those guys to come. Le- LeBron would be last. I could take less of his cockiness, but whatever. They're they're four rather legendary pieces. People, sorry. Uh both of you, what goes on a perfect pizza? Jarrett, you first. Pepperoni. Just Artichoke. pepperoni? Just okay. pepperoni. Play the hits. That's all you gotta do. Just okay, play the hits. Scotty. Artichokes. Both. Scotty first. Favorite what? Just artichokes? Yeah, cheese and artichokes are good for me. Don't eat meat, bud. I don't eat much meat either, to be honest with you. Nothing that goes on a pizza. I've been uh, a lot of fish. But yeah, I'm very selective, put it that way. Weeks will go by. I don't eat any red meat, barely, unless we're out at a... Yeah. If it's an event, I'm not going to be a guy where at a barbecue, everybody's having a steak and, no, please go to the store for me and get... You know, I'm not that person, <laughs> but very, 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 very few and far between. So, Scott, but artichokes, just because I eat mo- mostly or a lot more vegetables lately than I used to, I don't know that I'd pick artichokes. Did that come from somewhere? You mu- That must have been introduced to you, man. I don't know anybody that has just cheese and artichokes. <laughs> yeah, I could, uh, I could, cry. I, I don't know what it is, my friend, but uh, artichokes kind of, yeah, I could eat artichokes on anything. I think I could ask that question to all 200,000 people in the area, and none of them would say that. But hey, to each their own, I'm certainly not criticizing. Jared, have you milked a cow? Yes. Where? In South Dakota. So, hang on. I don't. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here. But the state. We're talking. We're talking the animal. (laughs) Oh oh, wow! Wow! Shots fired again. Shots fired again. No comment, Bertie. Um, (laughs) The state sport of South Dakota is actually rodeo. So like farms and ag is huge out in in Rapid City in in South Dakota. So um, where they have the, the Calgary Stampede over on the west side, like we have like the Black Hills Stock Show and and Rodeo Rapid City is incredible here. Scotty, have you milked a cow? I have milked a cow. Grandparents lived on a farm. But I, let me ask you this question. Okay, you flipping. might know where I'm going. I think I know where where I'm going. I think you might think where I'm going here is. Have you ever given birth? Or no, have you helped birth a cow? 
have I helped birth a cow? Are you talking yeah. about are you are you talking about out at our billets? Yep. The Tomalties. So Neil you remember that? Neil yep. and, and Vera Tomalty. Yeah, we were roommates in ninety six, ninety seven, before the whole excursion. And and we so Jared, we played together in under seventeen, uh Team Canada or Team Pacific Canada. And then Red Deer again, and then Boise again. And when we were in Red Deer, of course, we were young and we were billeted out. And we stayed on a farm. But these people were really cool. And a farm is Red Deer's, I don't know, Red Deer's about the south size of, of Rapid City. Uh, okay. And and but, so we were only about five minutes outside, but we lived on a farm. Bertie, tell that story. What happened? We, 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 we come back from practice or Dinner something? Dinner time. Came back from came back from practice dinner time and we knew we knew Neil has been back and forth and I was saying hey guys you guys might get the call and we got the call we were having we were having uh, dinner and if you remember this is this is tough we had fresh milk yeah remember they had that like fresh milk and we were like Ugh, not well sure about fresh this. milk is one thing but just like full on milk whatever that's called my experience yeah. with milk I drink and eat. A lot of cereal, drink a lot of milk, always yeah. skim milk or 2% max. But they had that, I don't cream. even know. Right it was from cream. the nipple. Yeah, oh, and I remember. Right at, from at, the now, it was fucking fantastic. Every night we had a, we had a great meal there. Yeah. We had a perfect setup. Imagine living on a, on a big farm at that, uh, playing junior. And we had all downstairs to ourselves with a big screen pool table. I mean, it was an Hot unreal tub. setup. But sometimes you'd just grab something out of the fridge and eat it and not realize like there's <laughs> there's the food that you buy in the store and then there's farm food. Some of it's similar, but some of it isn't. And milk is probably the biggest difference. And I just went and wailed it down and oh, yeah. I wasn't used to it. Oh yeah. So, so dinner time, we get the call. You and I both go over to the farm or to the uh, barn. And it was, it was really weird because if you remember, Neil would shove his hands right yeah. inside the cow and then he would, he would and all that stuff. Yeah. He would wrap the chain around. He would remember he wrapped the chain around the leg and pull the thing out, and we were just like, "What the is going on here?" Uh, yeah, he had a name for everything. And remember, there was like, I don't know what you call it—not rebirth, but what do you, what do you call that stuff? The stuff that comes out with the Jared animal? knows that shit. Afterbirth, <laughs> afterbirth yeah. though was bigger than it. Can you remember the afterbirth was, was like a moose? It was a flood. It was a holy flood. fuck. It came out of there. I'm like, Jesus, I think it's having triplets. But that's what I took yeah, out of the whole yeah. thing. I forgot about the chain. Yeah. Neil yeah, was a yeah. fucking legend. Well, is a legend. He's still alive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hide everybody does, out with Still does the video. Still does the video. Yeah, he still does the Rebels video. Fuck, good people yeah. out there. Jared, what's the best concert you've ever been to? Ooh. Eric Church, Arrowhead Stadium. Okay. You're in a good place for that for now, uh, Nashville. Um, yeah, not that it was. What well, you're not down there for a concert, right? No, no. Okay. No, no. I actually now, have to work. Who would be your favorite Michigan artist? Mine would be Bob Seger. Yeah, I, Kid Rock. Kid Rock. I, I, I know he he's big into Bob Seger because half his fucking songs he mentions it. Right. Um, yeah. You know. They, yeah. They both really remind me of Detroit Eminem. I, I could keep going. Joe Walsh, I think, might be from there. Again, I could have done my research, but being a music fan, I know those four and four that I like but my favorite would be Seeger. um Scotty, what's your favorite hockey highlight ever mine would be lemieux scoring from gretzky at the 87 canada cup i'm Ooh. going ever one snippet doesn't have to be a goal that was 
I was at the right age that that's really uh, it's home. The very yeah, not not I, involved, I, not one that you winning no, a championship. No, tr- truly, truly, my dad when we lived in Trail, he got tickets to a Vancouver Canucks game, and we. I was only allowed to go to the game. It was when Gretzky came back with LA. It was his first game back in BC playing in Vancouver. I would have loved to see that. Yeah. And he brought me to that game only if I passed the test in school. Well, I fucking failed the test and he still brought me anyways, but uh, <laughs> that was probably the coolest moment that I uh, uh, ever uh, been in hockey for sure. That was you awesome. know, you're, you're a smart cat. You can articulate your way around a, you know, a speech. So why, and, and knowing how driven you are at hockey, you weren't like that in the early days of school. Like did school get in the way of hockey for you? Because you ended up, you know, as intelligent as the next person who has a college degree. So you must've caught up to your, you know, your sensibility when it comes to the arts at some point or, or, you know, your writing or re cause I know you're an articulate guy. When did, when did that happen? I, I think, and I'll just go back a little bit. When I was in trail, I had a, a smaller town, town of 15,000. A lot of my buddies would, uh, I mean, we all played together. So we kind of goofed off. So we didn't really take that too yeah. serious. Uh, and then when I left home at 16 up to Prince George, it was like, this is what you got to do. Right. And same thing when you, when you left too, you, you leave, you leave home and it's like, Oh boy, what do you do? You go to practice and then you come home, you do your homework and you go to school, you go to practice, come home. And you do that consistently over and over. So that's kind of when I, when I got it. But when I was comfortable at home with my friends and family, we'd goof off quite a bit. Jared, your favorite hockey highlight ever. I'm going to guess Probert versus Cox, Vancouver Canucks fight. It was good. Um, actually, the brawl at home of Colorado and Detroit. I was at the game. No uh, way. You were at that game? I was. I was. It was, in, it was incredible. Um, we were, our seats were along the same side as the benches. So, you know, everything, cause you, you got to remember Larry Onoff and Forsberg started that brawl. Yeah. They were wrestling down in the corners. Right. So everybody stands up. I'm like, you know, a kid at the time, so I can't see. So I end up standing on my seat. The first thing I see is Shanahan jump up in the air and deck wah, and then go fight foot. Yeah, wow. Dude, yeah. I've gone on record and said if there's 10 games I ever wanted to be at in the history of the NHL, if it was just a time machine and you could just go wherever and not affect anything, I would go. That would be I – don't, I don't know how high up the list, but that would be in my top 10. And you are at the fucking game. Other than a player, yep. I've never talked to anybody that's been in attendance. That is wild. It, it was insane. It was – yeah. What a fucking memory as a kid. I mean, how to talk about how to fall in love with the sport and be – you know, just – and I'm not just saying the gory, and I'm saying the whole rink was into it. You know, I, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big on crowd energy. I, I I enjoyed that. I wasn't at the game, but seeing Lemieux do that and the group I was with, and it's just such a there's winning and then there's energy. And to see playoff, that was playoffs, right? No, it was oh, towards the end of the regular season. Okay, towards the end, and and yep. it, it yep. was in in response to a, a building animosity that, between both teams. So yeah, that's a different kind of energy, but it's an energy. A lot of people, wild. you know, I'll get emails on that one. You goon. Uh, okay, Scotty, would you change your name to Bert Scott, wear long pink hair, and all backwards clothes? Now, this is forever. You got long pink hair for good. You're always going to wear your clothes backwards like the group. Remember Jump by Criss Cross? Yeah. Oh, in yeah. the early 90s, Criss Cross, they used to wear their clothes backwards. The only band or people that I ever knew to make it kind of hip. 
even wearable. But anyway, so that's what you got to you got to make like crisscross. Your name is Bert Scott Long Pink here for thirty two point six million dollars. No, because I'm going to make it. The great answer. I mean, I would have taken either. Yes is thirty two point six million dollars. And no means you're fucking determined and you're going to get up there. You're going to make that anyway, doing what you love to do. Fantastic answer. Jared, would you change your name to Sammy Stink? Three months a year, wear half a mustache, so just half a mustache on your face, <laughs> and always be carrying a ham sandwich. So you always got to, you can have like, you can have it in your back pocket. It can be a small ham sandwich. You can have like a fanny pack sort of a thing. You could just be carrying it in your hand, but you always have a ham sandwich. However, you're going to get 58.8 million for the next three years. So all totaled over $150 million in return for being Sammy Stink, half a mustache, only three months a year, and always carrying a ham sandwich. Would you do it? No doubt. Money talks. That's a lot of money. I think He carries, he carries a bologna sandwich anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could have figured you would have said that. Um, Scott, your favorite TV show as a kid? Ooh, as a kid, uh, I, 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 MacGyver. Jared, I might as well ask you the same question. That was a great show, by the way, MacGyver. Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. Zach. Zach Morris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old are you, you, Jared, if you don't mind me asking? 35. Okay, you know what? That's a fucking perfect answer for someone a decade younger than, than Scotty and I. Saved by the Bell, we watched, remember, but it, it was like, it was almost so bad it was good. To me, it reminded me of Three's Company 10 years before it. And and if you remember this, TR, when we played, there was a referee that refed out of California, and he was the, the uh, I can't remember the guy's name, before A.C. Slater. Remember, remember that character, before A.C. Slater? Yeah, I do, but I don't remember his name. He was, he's the ref. He was a ref in the, uh, in the ECHO or WCHL back in the day. Interesting. Scotty yep. always has these yep. facts. You know, I'm a fact <laughs> guy, but you always break stuff out. I yeah. never know. If I, I, tell I will truth. have his name. I will have his name when you get here. Well, I, I'm going to go with it. Uh, favorite album ever, Scott Burt, music album. So let's just say, you know, you only had one for the next six months. You only have one album you can listen to. Uh, so what I guess not only do you I like, would probably you would, I would probably go with Journey's greatest hits. Big Journey's Journey guy. Great. You love to be yeah. motivated. You're one of those, right? Yeah. You love to be yeah. don't stop yeah. believing. Yeah, like, start. yeah. That's, that's a big deal. I like the who is it? Ar- Arneal, Arnell, uh from the Philippines. That's where my father in law is from. So uh seen him a few times. Good uh I would listen to them over and over and over. I remember you used to love that motivational stuff before games because I would be playing songs. I used hey. to just play songs before the game, and to me, it was just about the energy of the song. But you uh, love the you love the words to "Day by Day." I'll never forget it. Doug and the Slugs. Were you going to say Jared, that? Ask Jared. I was just about to say Doug and the Slugs. Ask Jared. I played on the golf course, and these guys think it's the worst music ever. It's terrible. I, I played for my guy. Doug, mm-hmm. Doug and the Slugs' greatest hits. Doug and the Slugs' greatest hits would realistically, I could say it's my second, realistically would make it into my top 50. And that's saying something. Album, that's saying something. There's a lot of 50. You're like, 50? Look, I got everything from fucking Billy Holiday to Frank Sinatra to fucking Megadeth. I mean, I'm into lots of stuff. Beethoven, all kinds of Ew. albums out there. And 
to be in my top 50 is saying something. And Doug and the Slugs for sure is. Yeah. Scotty, I remember. You ran the room. T-bone, T-bone. No, put yeah. it on. Put it on. Day Still. by day. Still. Right yep. before the game. Times like these, like that. Oh, yeah. Who put, uh, you Just ran fan- that dressing room, man. Just fantastic. Jarrett, Jarrett, Jarrett. This is your last question for both of you. Good. Name me your top five. No, give me your starting lineup for the Wings. Detroit Red Wings. Starting All lineup. Time? You can pick. In, in this hypothetical world, they're all 27 years old. So you got to go with a goalie, 2D, and three forwards. In goal, Chris Osgood. Your defenseman, hmm, Vladimir Konstantinov and the perfect human, Nick Lindstrom. You can't go wrong either yeah. there. Up front, Gordy Stevie, and you got to have Probert out there to protect them all. Even though that, Gordy can Honestly, fantastic fucking answers right there. Spoken like a true Red Wings fan who was probably at a big game back in the day. Scotty Burt, you've got. You got to play against me, okay? There's a hundred thousand dollars over in the kitty. Whoever wins is going to get the hundred thousand. We don't have to risk anything, so it's bonus money. But you have to pick, and I have to pick four players, three forwards, and a defenseman to take a penalty shot. Who are you taking from the history of hockey? Well, I'm definitely not taking any players on my team to take a penalty shot. <laughs> we we didn't we didn't score shootouts, penalty shots. We didn't score a single fucking goal last year. It was embarrassing. Wow. That is saying something. Just put your head down. Now, I'm not great at him, but you just figure it. If you got. Remember, Gretzky said he sucked at breakaways, but I don't think he did. I think he was actually pretty good. They're not actually easy, but you would have to figure if you just go in 10 times and take a shot, three are going to go in, right? You would think so. I, I So, what do I got? Four guys? You got three four guys. guys. Three or four? All right. I think I would start with Pavel Bure. I think I would go with Brett Hull. Wow. Uh, I think I would come back with. Ooh, I don't even know who who else I would go with. Third forward. Yeah, I would probably. God dang. I would. Anybody all time. I think I would go with Lariana, to be honest. I think he could outsmart the goalie. And I'm going to come down the wing with Guy Lafleur. Guy Lafleur, okay. I think I would. On the outside, the only I I think they're absolutely fantastic answers. The the only one that I would definitely put in mind is Mario Lemieux. The rest would be a toss up. But uh, three great answers, and I only say that because, you know, I know there's a lot of great players now. There really are, and they they've come and gone. You know, when you're in like you're ten or eleven years old. Like, you know, like that memory to you, Jarrett, was a big one because you were around that age, sure. right? So that memory for me was a big one. Scotty and I saw Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux as kids. Like, as 10-year-olds, we watched the whole hockey world changing. And I'll often say it, look, and I, there's no denying the greatness of, of Connor McDavid or, or Crosby or any of them. I think my favorite sense would be Crosby, personal decision. Look how great McDavid is. But now imagine... Those guys would win the scoring by 80 and 90 points. For 16 years, only Lemieux or Gretzky won the scoring. Mm-hmm. And Gretzky could have done it more than once just on his assists. So I know the goalies weren't as good. They had less gear on. It wasn't as a specialized a position. I know that's the argument. But in me, to me, it's relative dominance. If, if you look back, I don't care if 80 points wins the scoring. If you win it 10 years in a row, you have to be the best from that. And we were watching those guys not only be the best, but in an era when scoring was huge. So that's my biggest memories. Boys, my favorite memory story when it comes to a kid watching players. Boys, is there anything else you want to uh, add? I appreciate you doing this. I'm really looking forward to my trip 
to South Dakota, and I'll have a video video for you real soon, Jared. Uh, but cool. anything you want to add? No, I think we're good. I think we're good. Scotty, I appreciate the time. No, but Jared, are you going to get buckled again tonight? Well, all right. So the <laughs> races, yes. <laughs> Short answer, yes. But uh, but the races are supposed to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday, there's a huge rainstorm coming through, so we're going to have to move Sunday's race to Saturday. And so a Sunday, I'm going to have Sunday fun day in Nashville. So it's going to be great. Okay. Awesome. Well, guys, it's only a couple of weeks away. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Jared, I'll be relying on you for my sightseeing. Scotty, it'll be awesome to see you again. And I'm looking forward to seeing all the the fans and, uh, you know, in the Rapid City area. And, yeah, another shout-out. If you want to come out, we're going to do a live Q&A. We're going to have a lot of fun. And just stay tuned to my Instagram and, I guess, the Rapid City Rush in it. Instagram, boys. What 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 can they find that at social media, Jarrett? Yeah, all of our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We'll be blowing it up here. Uh, we got opening weekend is this this weekend and the next couple days for us. So once we get through that, it's all, you know, TR coming to Rapid City in the Black Hills. Okay, perfect. Well, thanks, thanks, boys. I really appreciate you guys being here. Folks, this has been episode 126B of Tales with TR. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back again in just a few days. Looking forward to going to Rapid City real soon. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Scott. Folks, if you're in downtown St. John's and you want to grab a beer, of course, try the Bull and Barrel, Rob Roy, TJ's, Greensleeves, Trinity Pub. If you're going to go for a bite to eat, why not do it at Merchant Tavern? Why not go to Blue on Water for a nice steak or head over to Wedgwood Cafe, who also do catering? And on top of all that, if you're looking to get in shape, you're looking to improve your body and mind, check out Power Conditioning for your strength, movement, and balance. Body and mind, Ryan Power at Power Conditioning. Check it out, folks. I wasn't kidding when I had him on last week. Thanks again to Ryan. I will be back in just a few days. Thanks for tuning in. This has been 126B of Tales with Tierra. We'll catch you all soon. We'll catch you on the rebound.